read and do random house stuff. So like I, whatever time you want to take, I'm okay. Good. Okay, good. Because I have the time. I just want to make sure that I haven't. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm totally good. I'm okay. Totally good. good. Wow. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Next Two Nerds. <laughs> my name is Amy, and my brain is mush and exploded. <laughs> exploded all over the walls of my brand new apartment. And I don't know how I'm coming to you right now, but I did. I am. Don't question. My name is Shannon, and I am the latest victim of the Apple products robo-apocalypse, apparently. <laughs> Apple? Why you gotta be a jerk, Apple? Why, Apple? Just let us live our lives. God, that's that's my new... Like, I had I had an idea about my men of the week, but now I'm just kind of like... Freaking computer shit is stupid, and especially Apple now, because everything has to be Apple, pro- Apple product or it doesn't work with anything else, and... They're a bunch it's, of jerks. It's super frustrating because, like, they do make good products, and I like a lot of what they do, but they're, they're like a domineering parent who is like, you will do the things the way that we say that you do or they will not work. It's, it's so funny. So to pull back the curtain a bit, we had some, like, slight echo in, in the last episode, and I really wasn't sure why. And um, we started to get ready to record for today, and I was like, oh, there's a lot of echo. What the hell is going on? So we tried to do so much, like, messing around in the sound settings. And is it something with Discord? Is it something with, you know, the computers that we're using? And um, and Shannon had mentioned, oh, I actually just started using headphones, like, from last episode, too. It was like, you know what? Unplug your headphones, Shannon. And she <laughs> unplugged her headphones. And it's we're fine now because Apple said... Oh, you're using Sony? You're using the dirty, the dirty peasant Sony instead of glorious uh, uh, master race Apple products? Oh, oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Fucking garbage, man. So, so that, I, and, and I'm not getting any kind of weird anything from you now. Oh, that's, in, that's insane. Thanks, Apple. Thanks, Apple, you fucking <laughs> jerks. That's my meh of the week. Thanks, Apple. You're great to draw on and shit, but you're you're big old poop. You're big old jerk, and nobody likes you anymore. Sorry. Stop being mean to my Sony headphones. They were a gift from my dad. Sorry, sorry, Steve Jobs, that they didn't know what to do with your company after you passed away, and they they ruined it. But they did. Ugh. Sorry, bud. But Damn. but yeah, <laughs> we're, we're otherwise. Our audio quality, I think, is going to be really good because I'm in a nice new apartment, and yeah, I'm I'm even I'm not connected to Wi-Fi anymore. I'm I have like my computer has a a, a landline connection to it, so I think it's going to be oh, even boy. more stable. I know it's very exciting. So I'm excited. Me too. Me too, Shannon. So it we've we've uh that's that's my new meta of the week. I was also going to talk about some shit with you know. Female clothing in video games is redonkulous, but forget that now. What's 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 your meh of the week? Um, well, my my meh of the week is um, you know, before the whole headphones fiasco, there wasn't too much going on, so I did like two small ones. My first one is daylight savings time. Just fuck off already. Oh yeah, like fuck that. Like time is a construct. You're not fooling anyone. I know some people love it. They're like, oh, you get extra hours of daylight. You really don't, though. You don't. you always have the option to wake up earlier and fucking see the sun. Exactly. It's it's a lie. And, and it just confused me because I woke up this morning and I looked at my phone to see what time it was when I woke up and it said it was like 8. And I was like, that's weird. I don't wake up that late anymore. I must be really messed up. And then I walked out in, and I still laid around in bed for a minute because I was like, I, I'm too tired. I don't want to get up. I know it's really late, but I feel bad. And I walked into yeah. the kitchen and realized that it was daylight savings time because my my oven clock was like, actually. Exactly. And I went, fuck me. I hate this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that was my exact experience this morning. Like, I grabbed my phone off the nightstand and I was like, what the fuck? And then I walked out to the kitchen to make coffee and I was like, oh, fuck, fuck daylight saving time right it's fucking stupid yeah so it's dumb i hate it agreed fuck off forever Um, yes and my other one is probably a little divisive but it's very me specific 
So I'm I'm kind of sad that winter is coming to an end. Um, I get that. <laughs> yeah, like I I love my big sweaters and making like good hearty hobbit suit and like cozy indoor times with tea and books and big scarves and glistening snow and like the crisp delicious air <laughs> and it's it's coming very quickly to an end and I love all the transitional seasons but I feel like they're so short and I know I'm gonna be just like sweating bullets before I know it yeah I I like springtime I I like I like the especially early spring where it's cool and you can still go outside and it's it's a little bit nicer but not bitter cold and you start planting things I got a little I got a little like planter of tomatoes to put on my windowsill and we'll see how those dudes turn out oh yeah I did the same thing. I have like a couple little planters and I'm doing some herbs and some tomatoes and yeah, that's yeah. a good time. Yeah, I'm psyched for that. I'm not psyched for yeah. the summertime because I hate the summertime and it can die in no. a fire. Yeah, summer can get bent. I can't. Like, yeah. I, I, I do not do well in the heat. I, I wilt and I melt and I'm too goth the sun. <laughs> I... I can't. Like, me and Robert Smith are going to be inside reading comic books and listening to happy, sad music. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Like, I don't, want, I don't want that. Come on. Like, I feel like I have the opposite of seasonal affective disorder. Like, a lot of people <laughs> suffer through the winter, and that really sucks for them. But I feel like I suffer through the summer. Like. Yes. Definitely. It, all of the worst depressions of my life have always happened in the summertime. And I don't know if that's part of it, but I definitely, I was not built for the heat. Like, <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, big same, big same. Yeah. So, so that's my. Those are my two little mez of the week. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I know a lot of other people have been happier, and I'm I'm glad for those people. But, you know, I'm like, yeah, like I, I, I'm enjoying. I I'm kind of enjoying this like this in between because we don't usually get a lot of springtime in the northeast so yeah it's very brief and like the good part of it seems to pass so quickly into the sweltering you know sweatiness so this this little time has been nice yes yeah enjoy it while it's here (laughs) exactly i hope the mild weather stays for longer and yeah Yeah. but it's not going to happen because global warming so you know (sighs) thanks thanks everybody thanks (laughs) Thanks, capitalism. Thanks, capitalism. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, as always. Yep. <laughs> awesome, right. awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm trying to remember who started with their crush of the week last week. I think it was me. So why don't you start with your crush of the week this week, Shannon? Who's your crush of the week? Right. Well, I... Most of my stuff is centered around a specific film this week that I rewatched. It's one of my favorite films of all times, and this person is one of the stars of the movie, and it is Matthew Kashevitz from Amelie. Oh, Ma- Amelie. Amelie. Uh, Fall in love with me, Amelie. <laughs> does, she, does she crack an egg with a spoon? <laughs> crack an egg with a spoon. <laughs> oh, God. Obligatory Mabim Bam. Sorry, yeah. I had to. We have um, to do it. I I fully expected and looked forward to it. Good. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> but um, yeah, Matu plays uh, Nino Kunkampa in that movie, and he's the would be paramour of Amelie, the main character. Uh, he's a filmmaker, an actor, a director, and a screenwriter. So he's one of. I feel like that's a very European thing. Like, see, it's he, a very French thing, isn't it? It's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, you know what? We do all of this. All of this I do all of the things because I am French and artsy, and that is who I am. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he was born in France, in Paris, um, August 3rd, 1967. And funnily enough, his mom is a film editor, and his dad is a director and a writer. So it's kind of like he went into the family business. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Um, I first became enamored, enamored of him because of Amelie, um, which is without a doubt my favorite movie of all time. Like, that's that's the movie I watch when I want to feel better about life. It's very good. It's, 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 yes. a good, it's a good time. It's so charming and, like, you know, just very sweet and hopeful. And um, 
Jean-Pierre Junet's films are always so visually impactful, and that movie specifically, like, the color palette is just... Uh, yes. Um, but, yeah, he plays Nino, and he's this strange, lovely weirdo. Um, he collects discarded photos of strangers from photo booths around town, which is, like, the cutest thing, and something I would totally do. Like, yes. <laughs> like, the weird collections is very much my jam, and, like... We've talked about before how, like, we always like the sweet weirdo. Like, they always, they're our jam. Those are our people. Yes, Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, In hindsight, though, the very first time I saw him, before I knew who he was, was in The Fifth Element. He's in The Fifth Element? He makes a very brief appearance as the disturbed young man who shows up to rob Corbin Dallas with a gun. A fucking course he does. That's him. Give me the cash. <laughs> uh, that is him. And I didn't realize it until having seen Amelie and then going back and watching The Fifth Element again, which is another one of my favorite films. And I was like, holy shit, it's Nino. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> and I just, I love that. I love when that happens. It's always like kind of delightful. It's like, oh, I knew you all along. That's great. That's awesome. Um, he's done a lot of really cool things, both as a filmmaker and an actor. Like he makes really weird choices, which I like. Um, he did uh, La Haine, which won the Best Director Prize for him at the 95 Cannes Festival. He did Gothica, which is super weird, and I didn't know that. Um, weird. Babylon AD, and he was in Munich. Um, okay. Along with like a slew of uh, French films that you know weren't really widely released in the states, but you can find them you know, on different streaming services if you just search for his name. And a lot of them are awesome. So um, right now he's starring in a French espionage series called The Bureau. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, uh, it's available in, you know, areas not France on Amazon TV. So I'm kind of curious to check it out just to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, and he has a future sci-fi project called MNP, named after the Mir Space Station. Ooh. Um, because apparently M-I-R in Cyrillic is M-N-P. So I'm kind of curious about what that's going to be. Because sci-fi is always fun. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, he just makes really weird, cool, varied choices. And he's super politically outspoken. Like, he's kind of a, a fucking punk. Which is always super sexy. Yes. Um, and he's just got such a great face. Like, he's got so much character and he has this smile that just like makes you want to smile. There's there's so much to like about him. And that's why he's my crush of the week. Oh, heck yeah. That's a good one. I like it. Thanks, dude. And he's also one of these people who like I feel has gotten personally more handsome to me as he has gotten older. I'm sending you this side by side. Okay, yeah. I was going to say please send me cuz I forget what he looks like. Oh, yeah. Now you're yeah, the beard definitely works for him. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the beard is great. Like a little bit of salt and pepper. He looks rugged. Like he looks like he would punch someone in the face should they besmirch your good name. Like, yeah, yes. And whereas when he was younger, he's just a sweet, sweet little, sweet little boy. Sweet, sweet, weird boy. Yeah. Sweet little weird but, boy. Yeah. yeah, I love him. I think he's great. And yeah, he's he's very cool. So, yeah, it's 110% <laughs> your type. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I freaking get it. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm so happy you're talking about Amelie because been a minute since I've thought about Amelie outside of the Mabim Bam joke. (laughs) Yeah, like I, outside of the Mabim Bam joke, it had been like, I think probably like a year since I had rewatched it. And so I was like, you know what? It's time. So I just like put on like a cozy sweater and like turn the lights out and put it on. I'm just like, yeah, just, just, just for some funsies. Nice. Oh, that's a good, that's a good crush of the week. Yeah. Like, thanks dude. Awesome. I'm excited to hear who you were crushing on. So I also did a did a theme for my stuff today, and uh, uh. yeah, of course, because <laughs> we're we're that's how our brains work. Um, our only, brains are the same. Yeah. <laughs> only I focused around a, a video game slash the game uh, designer of of said game. So Ooh. what I am talking about to say, my crush of the week is uh, Yoko Taro who is the creator of Near Automata and um, also has a lot to do with Guard. He's the dude who wears uh, the face mask of one of his characters. Do you remember what he looks like? 
If you're not, I will pop it into Discord for you. Give me a picture. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you a picture. Let me. Give me some visuals. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can you let me do this, please, Discord? All right. I'll just copy and paste. Be like that. Copy. Paste. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I'm. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure you recognize this mask. Uh, yes. Outside of the mask, he is like the most average, normal-looking human being. Uh, just, just like the, the, he's like a 50-year-old a guy now. He's, he's just the most average, non-assuming gentleman. And it's very funny just because I think we always think of, of, like, video game creators as, like, you know, have some weird quirk about them and they look weird or they're strange. And he's just, like, the most average-looking dude. It's very funny. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what specifically I do. I actually, I found a tweet. Um, it's, a, it's a couple years old tweet that was like uh, him talking about um, cosplayers and that he wished people would just let cosplayers do what they want to do because what they do makes him happy. And Aww. even when they don't, even when the cosplays or the fan art is not very good or it doesn't look like the character, it at least makes him happy and makes them happy to do it so you should shut up about uh uh you know criticizing people's art and i was like heck yeah i forgot how awesome this dude is that's exactly like that yeah fuck that that's awesome yeah so he's he's an awesome dude um uh, japanese obviously uh from his name (laughs) you probably would guess that uh he was born born in uh nagoya and in 1970 so he's like 50 years old now uh, basically his, his two big claims to fame are, uh, Drakengard, being involved with Drakengard, and Nier, and Nier Automata, which is kind of like a spinoff of, uh, Drakengard. And most of what he does is about the visuals of the game design. He's usually a, like, a creative director or a director, but for the most part, he's usually a creative director, so designing characters is his thing. Nice. Um, I was, and, uh, so, yeah, the reason why he wears the mask or will often, uh, not visually appear on, uh, on interviews is, is kind of a debated thing. It it might have something to do with the fact that he is just a shy person or doesn't want to, you know, talk about his work too much and would rather it speak for itself, stuff like that. So, um, the best interview that I, I, I was watching it with him, uh, today is, where he is a puppet. He <laughs> it's it's an interview for Drakengard three and he is just a hand puppet <laughs> talking on the is screen. So good. It's it's very good. He also has a he adjusts himself mid interview and is and like he has to like he just kind of like slams the puppet on the table to like adjust it. He's like, sorry, I had to adjust myself. And uh, <laughs> and it's it's this great dissonance of a person because yeah, he's this very silly outward appearance. You know, he's wearing the mask of a character from one of his games all the time whenever he appears in anything. But he is... I I value his opinion, and I, I love the way he thinks so much, um, along with the comment that I mentioned. Um, in this particular interview, he's basically talking about the morality of killing in video games. And how... Oh, no. Yeah, and how, like, he remembers as as a kid, you know killing as many people as possible and you know oh you've you know you've defeated a hundred enemies congratulations and yeah it's really satisfying at the time but you go home and you think what kind of person kills like a hundred people like a serial killer so a a lot of like characters that he designed in the early dragon guard stuff are kind of crazy and insane Mm -hmm. and then he talks about following the um the 9-11 uh terrorist attacks how he he kind of rethought his opinion on it's not okay you don't have to be insane to kill a bunch of people you have to believe that the thing that you're doing is correct right and and it's and that's that's like a whole really interesting thing so a lot of what's got, gone on in the most recent near automata games is they're these basically these android characters that are are fighting a war for humanity kind of and um you know, a lot of their the main character for the those games, she is basically doesn't question her orders and just does as she is supposed to do. And you know, her 
uh, her other, the other character that you end up being able to play as in the game is kind of the one who questions things. And it's, it's very interesting. It's like, because it's absolutely true. You know, you don't have to be a, a, just a balls to the wall, insane person to, you know, feel like, right. you know, it, right. it is, it's about people thinking that they are correct. And that's, that's war in a nutshell. And it's, yeah, absolutely. It's so weird. Uh, the top comment on this on this video is, uh, did a sock puppet just discuss the morality of killing in video games and how it relates to a post-war, ter- uh, a post-war on terror world? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. It's, it's really interesting. And, um, yeah, he's always, he's an interesting figure. You know, uh, he also talks in this interview about uh, all of the characters, the main characters in this particular uh game are all female characters and uh he mentions that it's not uh i i don't see why it's it should be a difference between having female characters versus male characters i don't the story wouldn't have been different it was just we went through different iterations of characters and it just happened to be that you know all the main characters turned out to be female and it's it's just like a very nice like heck yeah it shouldn't just be about these are female characters because females are this way it's like no, it's just like that's how it happened. Yeah, I that's fucking awesome. I love that. Yeah. He he he's kind of themed for he's known for having very dark themes in his work. He doesn't seem see them as being particularly dark, but they're they're big emotional, they're big emotional things. Like yeah. There are several several endings in in Near Automata and and there's a lot of big emotional ball drops and and it's uh it's very interesting to kind of see this person's point of view and and the opinions that they have not being at all like a problematic person and just seeing video games as an interesting way to present ideas and to make people think about things and to not just, you know, really think about I, the work that you're I creating. Love that. Yeah. I love that because like a lot of I mean, video games obviously are, you know, a lot more prominent now than they have ever been, but I still feel like there's still a lot of pushback on them as an art form and as a mode of storytelling. And people like him really kind of spit in the face of that, and they're like, "No, this is legitimate. This is important." Yeah, it, it's it's great to see it's it's great to see someone still in the industry trying to you know do cool and interesting things, you know. And yeah, they it's never sacrificed gameplay either. Um, it's always been really interesting and good gameplay and the story and the you know the creative direction and it's it's nice to see a it's just it's just good to see it's nice to see a creator be able to do the things that they're able to do and yeah it it, it gives gives you hope for the future and yeah. uh yeah so he's he's my crush of the week because he's just oh, a cool dude it. doing cool things with video games like heck yeah heck yeah that's awesome. Heck yeah, get in, get that philosophy in video games, man. I'm down. Da- I'm always down. Absolutely. So yeah, Crush of the Week, Yoko Taro. Highly recommend all of those games. They're 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 a they're a big time sink, and they're a big emotion sink sometimes. So maybe not right now, but you know maybe once <laughs> you can go outside into the world again and things feel a little bit less uh, apocalyptic, <laughs> go play Near Automata. When you're ready. <laughs> when, when you're good and ready. When you're good and ready. So, yeah. How about you, Shannon? Who's your crush of the week? I already did mine. Oh, God. My brain <laughs> is working today. Oh, my God. God. My brain is going. My brain is dying. Oh, my God. No, we're going into our D&D. God. What is wrong with me? Absolutely, we had a rough start this morning. It's all good. We we had a rough start this morning. I'm I'm in I a new place. You. <laughs> you know, I can only take so much change in my life. It's that's what it is. <laughs> my brain's like, no, please stop, please stop, please no, <laughs> please no. All right, D and D is the thing that we're gonna do next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll move on to mine since I was just talking about Nier Automata. Uh, yeah, do it. yeah, so the character that I picked to do is uh, 2B from Nier Automata. She is um, 
She's an android. The, the characters in that game are basically, they're androids, like I said. They're sort of fighting this war that they really don't have a, uh, a full idea of why they're doing it and, and why they're there. They're just sort of doing what they're supposed to based on, you know, what their programming tells them to. They are androids. Right. And, uh, and what I would thought it would be cool to do, because I was using a... There's some there's some updates into the unearthed arcana in D and D, so I decided to make a hexblood. Ooh! So let me tell you about hexbloods. Hexbloods are basically half fey, half humans. They they get their origin from either usually they're like cursed by a hag or you know have some sort of curse placed on them, and you know there's some kind of weird fey humanoid thing to them. So I, I love the idea of this race. I think it looks super awesome. And uh, yeah, you, you get to roll for origins uh, at the beginning of it. I, I would see this as sort of uh, beginning life as a fake creature and, the, and that fake creature, quote unquote, is a robot and maybe, you know, some sort of crime or curse has kind of forced you into this life of being a humanoid. Something like that, I think, would be very Yeah, cool. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it would be a fun take on an android because you kind of have, it, it feels very similar to being you're from two worlds kind of a situation. Yes, yes. You know, a little bit more extreme than a half-elf. So, uh, yeah, you get two ability score increases. One is a, you increase one by one, and the other one you increase it by two. Uh, so I did dexterity by one, strength by two. Because uh, she a fighty girl. She she fight the things. I, I will tell you about the class. Um, your creature type is humanoid and fey. Uh, you can choose to be medium or small, depending on what race you choose. She's definitely base, still visually looks like a human. Okay. Uh, you get dark vision and, and, and fey resilience, so you're, you're kind of half-elf-like. Uh, you also get this thing called hex magic. Uh, you can cast the disguise self and hex spells with this trait. Intelligence, wisdom, or charisma is your spell casting ability for these spells. I chose wisdom. Uh, yeah, so once you cast either of these spells with this trait, you can't cast the spell again until you finish the long rest. Uh, you can also cast these spells using any spell slots that you have. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. There is also ability that you get called magic token. Uh, as an action, you can harmlessly pull out one of your nails, a tooth, a lock of hair. Uh, this token is imbued with magic until you finish a long rest. While the token is imbued in this way, you can use an action to send telepathic me message to the creature holding or carrying the token as long as you are on the same plane of existence and are within 10 miles of it. This message can oh, contain up to 25 words. That's yeah. dope. It's pretty dope. It's I pretty like cool. that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like a neat little trick. I dig that. Yeah, I, I, I like that you kind of like, you know, and, and it kind of fits with this like idea of a robot character. Just be like, I'll take a piece of myself off to leave a message with you. Yeah, yeah. That's like awesome. a very personal sending stone. <laughs> yes, I love it. So, uh, so because she's a fighty girl, I made her a fighter. Makes sense. Fighters, <laughs> fighters are really cool, and I really like them a lot more now, and I really want to play one in a game. The more I, like, learn about, because, like, I've never been, like, a fighter character person, but the more I, like, make characters that have their abilities, they're fucking cool. They are really fucking cool. Um, I, I chose acrobatics and insight for their proficiencies. Nice. Uh, I, went, I went with dueling for the first fighting style, and then the fighting style that you choose later, I went with um, dual wielding. Just because she doesn't really use a shield, she's a pretty all-around good character with a little bit more in offense. But uh, okay. she 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 attack, she defend, but she defend by attacking. <laughs> that's 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 her that's her vibe. I dig it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've we've done fighters before. They get really cool stuff. You know, they get remarkable athlete at at level seven that you can add half your proficiency bonus. Uh, to a check that you made that doesn't already use your proficiency bonus, which is great. You know, indomitable. You can reroll a saving throw that you fail. Like they're they're Always heckin' good. great. Yeah, yeah. superior <laughs> critical is great. That when you yeah. hit fifteenth level, an eighteen bet an eighteen is also a crit, and a nineteen is also a crit. Like that's awesome. 
so good. So good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also love Survivor at 18th level. You can attain, you attain the pinnacle of resilience in battle. At the start of each of your turns, you are getting hit points equal to five, uh, plus five, your constitution modifier, which is <laughs> like, they're just, they're just undefeatable. Yeah. And she is they're very great. much, you know, a very undefeatable. I mean, I feel like any kind of video game character protagonist has that vibe to them, but yeah, very much. She, she just continues through everything and yeah she's i i chose acrobatics as well because there's all of these in in the very anime nature that near automata is um having high dexterity and acrobatic skill is just as important as her physical strength so uh right right so yeah she ends up having a 20 in both strength and dexterity um kind of the opposite of characters i usually make um i i made sure her wisdom was pretty decently up there for the for the hex blood stuff yeah but, like, intelligence and charisma are the lowest stats, which are usually my highest stats when I make a character. Right, yeah. So it was interesting, because she, she's, uh, she's not a talker. She's very, she's very not, she's not uh, one who's going to, you know, make everything sound like it's okay. She's, she's a kind person deep down, but she's not, she's not a chatty. She's not a chatty Kathy. She speaks with her fighting. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I chose uh, the soldier uh, background for her as well, which just made sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I uh, ended up choosing for her, for her personality. I'm, I'm honestly seeing her as more of a lawful, possibly lawful good, maybe more lawful neutral, honestly, depending. But um, that tracks with what you you told me about her because like if she's fighting in a war like she's kind of following orders in a sense yeah she's very much the one who follows orders um nine 9s who is the other android in in this game who's like basically the constant companions uh is the one who more questions things and who's more acting out of a sense for doing good and a sense for trying to do the right thing but gotcha. her character is a little bit more conflicted and is more akin to do what she's been made to do rather than what she chooses is right or wrong. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, she doesn't make new friends easily, so I've lost too many friends and I'm slow to make new ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm haunted by memories of war, her ideals <laughs> being, uh, responsibility I think is, is the best ideal in that category i just i do what i must and obey just authority so yeah it fits pretty well um bonds someone saved my life on the battlefield to this day i will never leave a friend behind and i think people who've played near know what i'm talking about and no spoilers otherwise <laughs> uh and flaws i obey law even if the law causes misery which is kind of her her constant uh thing that she's working towards in, in in her in her journey throughout the game gotcha. but yeah uh that's that's 2b she is a she's a big fighty she's a big fighty girl this definitely very useful uh character to have she's a fighter awesome. fighters are awesome maybe i'll play one one day <laughs> i believe in you you will be the fighty character of your dreams someday they're pretty cool they're pretty dang cool yeah. i need to just you know be be willing be willing to take that plunge yeah i think you i think you would do a really fun fighter i can see that heck yeah heck Amy yeah rushes in i rush in <laughs> <laughs> how about you shannon who's your DD? &D? i know you didn't do it yet <laughs> an undercover do-gooder and hopeless romantic so i can't um, wait to see what you did with her it's it's fun because she's definitely she's a little different than like what i normally do just because i don't really do a lot of support only characters mm -hmm. so what um, you mean she's that. not a paladin <laughs> you didn't you didn't make a paladin <laughs> she's not a warlock 
Unfortunately, no. I just didn't see it in the cards from oh. a from a, a sweet little French girl. Oh, dang. Um, so for her race, um, I went to the D and D Wiki, which is like my new favorite place ever. Love you, D and D Wiki. Heck yeah. Um, and someone came up with a very cool homebrew race called a Demiling. And they're sometimes referred to as demi-humans, but they do not really like that term. They're half-human and half-halfling. Okay, Um, that's cool. Yeah. um, Demilings have no real society and usually take on the customs and beliefs of their parents. I felt like that tracked really well because Amelie's a solitary child. She's kept home from school. She has no childhood friends. And then after her mom dies, her only companion basically is her dad until she moves out when she's 18. Right. So um, she kind of really only knows of the world what her father has shown her. So yeah, um, I thought that was kind of cool. As a demiling, you get uh, dexterity uh, or charisma plus two. I chose charisma because she's adorable. Yes. Um, Incredibly charismatic. Yeah. And then one other ability of your choice, and I picked performance because I thought that would come in the most handy for all of the games that she plays with the people she's trying to help and encounter. Um, Yes. You get lucky, so when you roll a crit fail on a d20 for attack, ability, or saving throw, you can re-roll it once, but you have to use the new roll. Um, Okay, nice. You get brave, so you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened. You also get Talented Learner, which gives you proficiency in another skill of your choice. So I picked Animal Handling because she cat sits for her flight attendant friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you get something called Stable Minded. So you have advantage on intelligent saving throws against being charmed. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, kind of cool little features. Um, Yeah. And for her class, I wanted something that was absolutely a support class and something with a lot of inherent lightness mm-hmm. so I went with cleric nice um, of course yeah um so you know you get proficiency in light medium armor uh simple weapons uh wisdom and charisma saving throws and then for her two skills I picked insight and persuasion which would be the most useful for her covert do-gooding yes um, absolutely and you also start with a holy simple, and I decided that hers is a garden gnome. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, and at first level, you choose your divine domain, and there's uh, some cool new ones that they added to Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. So I picked the peace domain, um, and it says in Tasha's, the gods of peace inspire people of all sorts to revolve conflict and stand up against the forces that try to prevent peace from flourishing. Clerics oh, of the peace it. domain preside over the signing of treaties and are often asked to arbitrate in disputes. Their blessings draw people together and help them shoulder one another's burden, and their magic aids those who are driven to fight in the way of peace. Oh, heck so, yeah. That's great. Yeah. It seemed, like, pretty on the nose, because, you know, she helps Dominic Brodato reconnect with his estranged daughter and grandchild. She helps Dufael finish his painting. She helps Joseph and Georgette fall in love. And she punishes Monsieur Collignon for tormenting poor sweet Lucien. So, yeah, it's like, these are all, you know, like, good things. Um, Heck yeah. And so you get heroism which imbues a willing creature with bravery, uh, which I thought would be perfect for that scene when she's whispering little insults about Collignon at the vegetable stand to, like, (laughs) make Lucian feel better. Yes. Um, You get Sanctuary, um, and then at first level you also get Implement of Peace, so you get additional proficiency in Insight, Performance, or Persuasion. Um... And this is kind of cool. You get emboldening bond. You can forge an empowering bond among people who are at peace with each other. As an action, choose a number of willing creatures equal to your proficiency bonus. You create a magical bond with them for 10 minutes. While bonded creatures are within 30 feet of each other, they can roll a d4 to add to an attack roll or an ability check once per turn. Nice. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, at 5th level, you get Beacon of Hope, 
which gives chosen targets advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws for the duration, and they regain the maximum number of hit points possible from any healing cast during that period. Very handy. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, at 6th level, you get protective bond, and the bond that you have forged between people helps them protect each other. So when a creature under the influence of your emboldening bond is about to take damage, a bonded creature within 30 feet can use their reaction to teleport to a space in front of them and take the damage instead of them. Nice. Yeah, yeah, kind of cool. Um, at 7th level, you get Aura of Purity, and you and all non-hostile creatures within a 30-foot radius can't become diseased, and you are resistant to poison and have advantage on saving throws that have to do with blindness, being charmed, being deafened, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, or stunned. Very cool. This is very, yeah. like, I like this, I like this uh, version of the cleric. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's, like, a little different than the regular cleric, and it's very much more, like, less attacky, like, you know, like, more, I will stand over here and help you help each other. Right, like. right. <laughs> kind of behind-the-scenes-y stuff, which I thought was appropriate. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Yeah. At um, at ninth level, you get Greater Restoration, which always comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get something called Rary's Telepathic Bond, which lets you form a telepathic link with up to eight willing creatures within range. Um, all of the targets can communicate telepathically with each other, whether or not they share a language. And it's possible no matter the distance between them, as long as they're in the same plane of existence. Very cool. That's very yeah. useful. Yeah, so that would be, like, a really good way for a party to kind of, like, stay in touch with each other, you know, for, um, I believe the duration of the spell is, uh, one hour, so. That's pretty good. Yeah, it gives you some time to do some cool shit. Yeah. Um, and then at 17th level you get expansive bond which extends the range of your emboldening and protective bond to 60 feet and when a creature uses their protective bond to take on someone else's damage they automatically have resistance to whatever type of damage is dealt nice oh very good yeah yeah pretty cool um and so for background i went with uh some more D wiki homebrew stuff and i picked a barmaid because oh. Yeah, she works at the two windmills, you know, she just kind of skates in the background of her co-workers and regulars, so um, yes. that gives you proficiency in persuasion and intimidation. Um, for tool proficiencies, I picked calligrapher supplies because she makes those super adorable fake letters from her landlady's dead husband so she stops feeling bad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. You get a feature called Innocuous Person, uh, which you rarely need to hide from people to overhear what they're talking about. People often forget that they're there, making it easy for you to overhear important conversations. And Amelie's eavesdropping, yeah, it plays like a huge role in the plot, so this was pretty great. Yes. Um, And then for traits, I went with one from the Demolin race, and I am very satisfied with my way of life and do not wish to stray from it. But I will eventually be content with my life if I do stray. Um, which kind Such of, a hobbit thing. Likes, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very hobbit thing. You know, she likes her quiet little life and her simple pleasures. But she does find joy and new purpose in her adventures and her eventual love with Nino. So Yeah. Um, and then also, greed and jealousy don't usually affect my decisions unless in friendly competition. She's pretty selfless and happy to help other people without expecting anything in return. She only gets sad when she thinks that Nino likes Gina and not her. Yeah. But that's that's basically it. So she's she's a pretty a pretty selfless person. Um and then for ideals, I went with one from the barmaid background, uh self betterment. I am working to be the very best that I can. Um, and for bonds, the regulars keep money in my pocket and food on my table. They're like family. And that kind of tracks, because her co-workers and regulars are pretty much her only friends. Yeah. Aw. Um, yeah. And then for her flaw, um, I went back to the Demolin stuff, and it said, trying to get me to stray from the life I'm used to will feel like trying to move a boulder up a hill. Drenuous, until you get past the point that I start to proceed on my own. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, she's 
terrified to take any chances, and it takes Dufael pretty much the entire movie to convince her that she should just tell Nino how she feels. Otherwise, she's going to be sad and alone forever like him. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as alignment goes, I mean, I guess you could make a case for lawful good if you wanted, but that really doesn't feel right with me, so I went with our old favorite of chaotic good. Heck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say yeah. more chaotic good than anything, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, she gets up to some, some strange schemes and, you know, intrigues to, to accomplish her goals. So. Yeah. So that's Amelie Poulain, chaotic good Demolin peace domain cleric. I love it. I love that domain, too. That's so cool. That's heckin', heckin' awesome, dude. That's like a cleric that I would probably actually have fun playing. Like, I feel like... It does some really cool stuff with the class. Um, there's two other ones that are in Tasha's as well that are really fun, and one of them is almost like a little edgy, which is kind of cool too. So oh, I got I got to check out the edgy one. You love yeah, an love I an edge word. I think it's called like Twilight Domain. Oh it my has god! <laughs> a lot with like the disparity between light and shadow. It's really dope. That's yeah. great. It kind of it kind of reminds me of um like a shadow priest in Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff in there. But, yeah, that was, it was fun. Awesome. I got to do, like, a, a sweet support character. <laughs> yes, I could definitely see, like, a, a group of adventurers kind of running into her in a, in a tavern. And she wants to help somebody, so she helps them help somebody. And then it's like, ah, you guys are kind of fun. I'll stick with you for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. An affable do-gooder. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Nice job. Nice. Thanks. Nice. Thanks. Those were fun ones. Heck yeah. And I, uh, we didn't have any questions this time, um, but I have a question for you that I'm curious about. Uh-huh. Uh, what is your favorite foreign language movie? Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. And if it helps, you can just narrow it to live action. You don't have to include animation because i know that might make it even more difficult no oh, yes that would be that would be incredibly difficult because a task attempt to none god what is my favorite foreign language movie i mean hmm gosh oh man that's so hard so hard well you could pick you could pick more than one if you want i'm not going to stop you obviously i mean i'm looking at i'm looking at my stuff and i'm looking at delicatessen and that's a fun film oh yeah i really like it a lot that's a good one i'm looking at pan's labyrinth Ooh, by our yeah, boy that's a good one. so somewhere in between those two one 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 french one one spanish nice. themed so cover nice. Cover two two of the main foreign language cultures. Yes. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I obviously like one of mine is Amelie. Um, really? 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 Um, and uh, also, City of the Lost Children is really good too. Oh, um, that is good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one, and um, probably Old Boy, which is like at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, but fucking that's... Old Boy, man. It's very intense and very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I mean, Parasite. Now I'm thinking about Parasite, which is just... <laughs> ugh. There's, there's a lot of good ones. There's there so there are. Ones. Yeah. Especially, like, man, if, if anyone listening, if you haven't watched, like, any sort of Japanese or Korean, like, horror or suspense things, like... Ooh, get on it. Get on it. Because they're very, very, very good and always very well written and feel genuinely suspenseful. Whereas a lot of a lot of Western horror and suspense doesn't always get to that level. But oh boy, do they get to that level in in Japan and Korea and I I, I don't know about other you know first just anything that is different from your own culture. Check out what they're making. Because it's Absolutely. always fun to see how it's different. Always good. Yeah. Oh, Tale of Two Sisters. Ugh. Yeah. Oh so, man. Oh man. Yeah, I love I love that like slow burn of the implied spooky. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I find that more terrifying than, Absolutely. you know, yeah. the jump scare. Because the jump scare will get you every time, but it's not going to, you know, keep you up at night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. That was a good question, Shannon. Thanks. Yeah, I just, I started thinking about, like, foreign language movies with Amelie, and I was just like, hmm, I wonder what Amy, I wonder what Amy Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to think more about that, too, as during the, during the week. Super fun. Hey. Heck yeah. <laughs> we are super talked out, everybody, because uh, we've, we've been in this call much longer <laughs> trying to <laughs> figure out all of our issues. So, uh, yeah, a little, little shorty today. Not super short, but a little shorty. Not, not Technical bad. Technical difficulties take it out Technical of you. difficulties <laughs> take it out of you. My voice is, is telling me to stop and take a nap. <laughs> Eat a snack. Maybe I'll eat a snack. That's always a good idea. Yeah. There's a barbecue. There's there's multiple barbecue places right next to my new apartment. Ooh. Uh, one is a regular barbecue, and the other is a Korean barbecue, and I need both heck yeah. in my life. Yeah. Heck yeah. Get so, some of that. Uh, heck yeah. Might, might have to do that. Might have to do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, everybody, that's uh, that's that's our show for today. So we hope you enjoyed. Send us, continue to send us your fun questions, comments, interesting things, how your cats are doing, how your dogs are doing, yeah. how your spiders are doing. I don't know. Tell yeah. tell us about your life. <laughs> Absolutely, we would love to hear. <laughs> yes, heck yeah. So uh, on that note, I have been Amy. And I have been Shannon. And the car outside beeped at, like, the perfect time. I'm going to go out there and fight him. <laughs> Don't you know, I am trying to record a podcast here, and I can't do that with you beeping your, your ding-dang horn. These kids, kids these Beep days. enough. <laughs> uh, have, a, have, a great, have a great week, month, however, however long between the episodes, everybody. Take care. Yeah, we love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>